Welcome to Powerful, Wild and Magical, the podcast for the female leader who wants to reconnect with her true essence, step into her divine feminine power and make a huge impact in the world. I am your host, Nadia Gargalo, and in today's episode, we have Lisa Moore. Lisa is a divine healer and activator and the founder of House of Guilt, a home for the guilty soul tribe of New Paradigm who are here to heal and rise together co-creating a new world of freedom, abundance and joy for the greater good of all. Her mission is to provide deep, potent and powerful transformation in the lives of her soul tribe so they can lead by example and be who they came here to be. In this deep conversation, we talk about taking leaps of faith and surrendering to the universe, collective subconscious beliefs that hold us back from stepping into our divine power, the new world of 5D consciousness and soul-aligned impact and leadership. I can't wait to dive into all this magic. Let's get into it. Hi Lisa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. We connected on Instagram and really loved your work and your energies. I'm really excited for this conversation. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Nadia. I'm so grateful to be here and to dive deep, which I can't help but do. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Sometimes I need to solve myself. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I would do episodes of two hours. <laughs> I would love to start uh, by you sharing your story, how did, did you get into this work and what impact has it had in your life? Yeah, so it's been an absolute journey, I will say. So I, I'll start with back at school. So I was always completely different to everybody else. So I have as much kind of logic as I do creativity. So I ended up, I won the school award for art, but I ended up studying maths at university, which I think pretty much kind of sums up that kind of very much 50 50 but the reason why I didn't study anything creative was because it didn't feel safe because you know we live in such you know a wounded masculine society and that kind of need to achieve and for me it's like well one on one will always equal two so if I just work really hard then I will I know what I'm gonna you know what um, qualifications I'm going to come out with. Whereas someone kind of subjectively critiquing my art felt really, really unsafe. So that's kind of like the backdrop. So I went to uni, studied maths, but I always knew I'd come back to do something creative. I didn't really know what. Both my parents owned their own businesses, creative businesses, but I just didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. So I ended up going into investment banking and law in the city in London. So super fast paced, super wounded masculine, did that for about 10 years and then around about I think I was about 33 I was like okay I need to look for my escape route I don't know what it is but I need to look for it so I ended up it was January um everyone was doing dry January at the time so I was like right well, I'm just gonna lock myself away and I bought so this is 2014 so I bought an online coaching course which back in the day you know that was quite you know, that was new. It was early in the in the whole game of coaching. And I it was literally pouring my soul onto the pages for a month in the darkness of January, you know, the darkness of winter. And I was saying, like, if I could do anything, what would I do? And I was literally just painting this picture without really realizing that I was manifesting at the time. It was just literally, you know, 
blank sheets of paper, what would I love to do? So I ended up then telling someone that I worked with, you know, these kind of big dreams, these big plans. Uh, again, not really realizing that I was setting something like mega in motion. And then three months later, she messaged me out the blue and she said, I'm going to set you up on a blind date. And I was like, okay. And she said, he's your type. He's about to go traveling. Cause one of my, basically I wanted to go traveling again. Cause I'd already been, I went traveling on my own for nine months straight after university, but you know, you're just basically getting drunk around the world. Whereas I was like, <laughs> okay, I want, to, <laughs> uh, you realize very quickly that it's university without the work. So that was a fun time. There was definitely getting to know myself, but I was like, right, I actually want to see the world with the person that I'm going to settle down with. So that's what I would love to do. And then I would love to start a business something more in alignment with who I am, you know, unlocking that creativity. So I, uh, she set me up on this blind date and she said, he's about to go traveling in four weeks, but you know, what's the harm? It's just a quick drink. So anyway, we met up on this blind date four weeks before he was going traveling. And he basically bought a one-way ticket. He was literally driving into the sunset. He'd bought a motorbike that was going to, he was going to drive it from here to Japan. And it was going to be so dangerous. Everyone tried to convince him not to go, but it was just like, he just needed to get out. He was having a midlife crisis. He was early forties. And he was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. He's a born entrepreneur. And he was stuck again, like me in this corporate rat race. And he's like, going to drive into the sunset. Nothing's going to stop me. We go on the blind date. <laughs> we sit there for what thought we thought would be like a two hour quick drink. We're still talking 12 hours later, like eyes locked. And it was just like, oh my God, this person, this is my, this is my soulmate. This is my divine life partner. Wow. So then it was like, right, well, what are we going to do about this? And basically uh, there was a bit of a delay with him leaving. So six weeks later, I basically got on the back of his motorbike and drove into the sunset with him. And that was the beginning because we realized that actually we were super compatible as, um, you know, life partners, but also business partners. So we literally drove in the sunset. We went traveling for nine months. Um, the plans changed a bit. The motorbike didn't work out the whole way. <laughs> So I was quite happy about. But anyway, so we did South America. We did North America. It was epic. But the whole time we were like, right, what business do we want to start? And similar to me, he has that creative but logic back like back like mind. But he'd gone into design and creativity, whereas I'd skewed into the logic. So we then decided, right, well, what do we want to do? Blank sheets of paper. And we decided we were going to have a fashion brand. So this leather jacket is actually our own brand that we oh, actually... Wow. <laughs> so we had no fashion background whatsoever. I mean, he had design background, but it was product design and fashion is a very specific type of design. So we basically did that for five years. And that was very much, he very much helped me get back into my creativity, you know, like layer by layer, peeling back that wounded masculine and, and feeling safe again to be creative and express myself because it was a women's wear brand. And what really kind of sparked it, I think I'm a manifester in human design and his, I know you're a Manny Jen as well. He's a Manny yeah. Jen. And what sparked the idea was that when we were traveling, I would always go into kind of shops, the ever the opportunist and be like, right, what have you got for me? And always feeling disappointed that there was nothing to express, express me, express my truth. What I now realize is it was more than just clothes that I was wanting to express, which has been mm. the journey. But anyway, he saw me getting frustrated, um, not being able to express myself through clothes at the time. And he responded and was like, well, why don't we just like you design you whatever you want to wear, like as a little hobby, as a side project. 
around whatever business we were going to start. And that turned into the business. So that's kind of like why we started that, because it is important part of the journey that I was trying to express myself. I was doing it through clothes because I didn't know how else to do that. But there was something inside of me that needed to be expressed. And basically then I had a spiritual awakening. So over those five years, there was a lot of, we, you know, we still do complement each other very well business-wise, but it became clear that I, there was something else that was drawing me deeper beyond fashion. You know, the clothes are amazing. They do help you express yourself on the surface, but there was something deeper. And it all kicked off because I read Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit mm -hmm. of Being Yourself. Obviously, as a scientist who bridges spirituality, it very much spoke to me at the time where I was at. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of science around some stuff that I'm kind of feeling is bubbling up. So that happened at the end of 2019. And then a friend of mine had started and she trained as a theatre healer. And at the time when she told me what theta healing is, which was about nine months earlier, I didn't really understand. But after I'd read Joe Dispenza's book about theta being one of the brainwave states of meditation and hypnosis, I was like, oh, okay, I actually, I, I get it now. I get what you're doing. Um, and I'm really curious, I wanna try it. So at the beginning of literally a month before we locked down, so COVID, so I think February, 2020, I started doing these sessions with my friend, the theta healer. And I was just instantly hooked. I was just like, what is this? I, I feel completely different by the end of the session. Like, what is this? So over the next two years, I basically had countless sessions with her, just obsessed. So I'd have a session pretty much every week or every other week. And something from the very beginning called me to, at the end of each session, like this is not normal to do this. Like normally at the end of the session, you're just like, brilliant, I feel better, you get on with your life. Um, until you feel like you need another session. But I felt called to watch back these replays because they're videoed and to write down every limiting belief that we'd identified, subconscious limiting belief, and cleared. I just felt called to do it. And there was no kind of rhyme or reason because I still had a fashion brand at the time with my partner. So I just didn't question it. I was like, okay, I'm going to write this down. Probably my logical mind again, you know, that kind of like, well, I kind of want to document my progress kind of thing. So I started doing that and then COVID happened and lockdown. And that really gave me the space and the time to really kind of go in deep because, you know, we didn't have a fashion brand that was like, um, you know, cashmere pajamas. Otherwise we'd have been popping off. You know, we had like leather jackets going out where, you know, pounding the streets of like, you know, looking and feeling fabulous. So it wasn't like business was booming. So I just really went in and I had my first proper dark night of the soul. I remember it vividly. And it was um, the Taurus full moon. 2020 and it was literally the beginning of going into the void like all of a sudden I had this two-week intense period of like oh my god I'd never questioned anything about my relationship with um H Hadrian my partner I'd never questioned what we we're doing I never questioned anything and it was just so intense because all of a sudden I was like I feel like there's this I've got to walk through this door like this energetic door in my mind. And I don't, it's giving me goosebumps. I don't know if the life that I have right now is on the other side of that door, but I have to walk through this door and I have to just surrender that if the life that I'm creating for myself is meant to be, it's going to be on the other side of the door. And that's making me emotional just saying that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. So 
we had lots of conversations and he was incredible. And in my mind and my energy, I walked through the door and basically everything was still there on the other side. And I was so grateful for that. But that was my first test in the dark night of the soul and facing your fears. Mm. Uh, so I think very much that was because I'd started doing theta healing. I think it was COVID, you know, I'm very much as a manifester connected to collective energy. There was purges going on, you know, there was some shit going down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all aligned. So basically, I'm still in the fashion brand. Um, I've had the first dark night of the soul. And then I'd say for the next, probably I'm trying to get my dates right now, probably the next two years, I'm still having sessions with my theta healer, like endless sessions, documenting everything. I think I'd up, up to that point, I documented 2000 subconscious limiting beliefs that I had wow. cleared. <laughs> yeah, 2000. And so that's still happening. I'm still in fashion with my partner. And then I think it was to oh, trying to get my dates right now. I think it was, yeah, basically last at the end. So the beginning of last year, which was 2020 things between us kind of business wise towards the end of 2021, it started becoming clear that I was basically so obsessed with spirituality and all this energy stuff. And I just wasn't interested in the fashion anymore. And I think we also kind of came to realize that actually, you know, we're, we're so connected you know, we're, we're still together as people, but um, in our relationship and it's stronger than it's ever been. But I think we came to realize that the business was actually kind of holding us back. You know, I we're both leaders and kind of I think that we we had a lot of codependent relationship um, energy in the beginning. And it was like we believed in each other more than we believed in ourselves. So in a way, we had to kind of decouple the business so that we could both stand in our own power and obviously navigating all of that whilst remaining in your personal relationship. Because when you have a business with someone and a life with someone, it kind of blurs the lines of why you're kind of together. So anyway, that was basically a year long process of, we realized at the beginning of last year, 2020, that I was gonna go off and, and go into this and he was gonna do what he wanted to do. And then Divine Time, my Thesa healer came to me and said um, that she's gonna start facilitating training for Thesa healers. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> um, at the time thinking, well, maybe it will just be for me and my own development. Um, so anyway, I trained, I did the um, I did the advanced training as well. So that was kind of first half of last year. And then since then, I basically, I do my own healing. So I think I've become so used to, even though I started obviously training at the, at the basic level, um, because I'd received so much theta healing at an advanced level from my healer, I kind of like could quantum leap myself when it came to the healing. So now I do my own healing and my vaults, I call it my vaults of guilty, G-I-L-T-Y, gold, um, ever growing list of subconscious limiting beliefs is now, you know, it's like 3000 and beyond now. And what, I kept, what I've come to realize over this period of time is that what I've been doing a lot of the time I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was basically creating this massive vault of, obviously they're my own beliefs, but actually there's so much, so many collective beliefs that mm -hmm. are held in this vault. And I've basically been, so my, my uh, collection of offerings are gonna be healing activations around specific topics that I've healed myself, pulling out the collective themes, distilling them down, because obviously with my Theta Healer, we went layer by layer, one at a time, whereas I'm able to actually 
pull out everything and distill it down to the core beliefs because I truly believe, and this is like my big why and what I've been, you know, percolating on and come to realize who I'm here to be is this agent of change. And like my tribe, we are powerful motherfuckers. We are here to raise collective consciousness. And I truly believe if that we can individually and collectively you know, face those fears, those shadows, transmute them into light, then we're gonna create this new world and paradigm of 5D energy. And I think all the work that I've been doing for the last three years is identifying those really deep rooted collective beliefs so that, you know, you might, you might have half of them, you might have a handful, you might have all of them, but if we're collectively healing these at the core level, like, it's just giving me chills, like the impact that that is going to make, because we're here to be the new leaders. We're here to be the wealthy, healthy, abundant, you know, just having our own epic lives, but also we, we've got sacred desires. We've got businesses that are going to positively impact the world and raise consciousness because we know it's not about hoarding energy, like hoarding money, energy for ourselves. It's about sharing that wealth and it all spirals upwards when we do that. So that's kind of what I've come to realize. And that is my probably a bit longer story than you were planning, <laughs> but I feel like it all has kind of context. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I actually loved the, the leap of faith that you had to take when just leaving everything and going on that trip with your partner, right? And yeah. you just knew each other for six weeks, which for anyone would be like, you're crazy what you're doing. You don't know him. You don't know if the relationship is going to work out and you live in your job, your life, everything out of yeah. the sun and to go on this trip. But like this leap of faith took you out of like the society norms and rules and helped yeah. you tap into into your soul again and discovering what you want to do and taking to this path of unfolding until you really found what you wanted okay. to do. Yeah. And I, I would also say as well, there was another test in that because there was the test of, can you first get on the back of his motorbike? And again, it was so divinely timed because an ex of mine had had a motorbike. So I already had my own motorbike equipment. I can't ride one, but I can sit on the back of one. So I was like, well, I've got this already. And I literally just hopped on the back of his bike the day before. I did. I just knew that he was an amazing driver. But the second test came because he'd obviously had this, he'd been planning this trip to go to Japan for you know months uh, if not years and he'd got all his visas sorted for all of the countries that were going to be really dangerous and you know he was going to be in outer mongolia for about a month and he wouldn't see anybody at all and this bike it fell over when we were together and he couldn't lift it up on his own so you know it was a really dangerous trip so when i said to him look let's go i'll get on the back of your bike i was like you know i'll get on the back of your bike um doing a country that is kind of safe. And then when you're back from uh, Japan, then we'll go to South America. So I'd been saving Italy for a man. I'd always wanted to go to Italy and that romance. And then he was like, well, how about Italy? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so basically that was a month long trip. So on the, so on the most bike, I got on the back of his most bike and we did Italy for a month. And that was when we truly like fell, you know, fell deeply in love. But the, the next test was surrendering. So literally mm. I drove home, I, I, sorry, I got the plane home and I surrendered that he was going to take three more months to get to Japan through some of the most dangerous terrain on his own 
And I just surrendered. And I was like, you know what? If it's meant to be, it is going to be. Mm. And 10 days later, he's in Turkey. The bike is broken down. And he mm. messaged me, messages me and he goes, fuck it. The fall carries on. Abort mission. This is no fun without you now. Let's do South America. And then that was it. So he didn't even get to Japan. But I had to surrender the fact that he was going to come back in one piece and also that he was even going to come back, you know, but I just, I never trusted that he wasn't going to come, you know, that he didn't want to, you know, spend his life with me, but still at the same time, who knows what was going to happen? Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was definitely a test. But I love how, how your story without maybe being conscious of it, or maybe yes, some part of you was, but how all your story and how, like the circumstances and how everything happened was really tapping you into your spiritual being, into the trust, yeah. into taking the leap of faith, even though to anyone else that would be like a crazy thing to do, uh, the surrender, releasing control yeah. because you just fell in love and then you probably wanted your partner to be with you. Someone else could have been like, no, you're not going, <laughs> but you just completely yeah. allow him to do his thing, release control, surrender to it. And then the universe did its thing for him not to go there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was so funny because so many of his family and friends were trying to persuade him not to go because they were like, it's a death wish. And he was like, nope, I'm going. And then, you know, I show up and things change. So I think it was, yeah, it was definitely divine time. And like you said, it really, it was my first lesson in A, the power of manifestation. I didn't realize I was doing it. And B, the power of surrender. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't realize I was, I was not consciously aware that I was doing it, but this is something that I've been worked on very deeply is that, you know, I became conscious at the beginning of 2020, like my fears around not feeling safe, not trusting myself. I mean, I think that's the thing. I actually deep, like I deeply trusted myself, but it was so far down mm. that I wasn't conscious of it. And that's the thing when you do this inner work, it's like you're peeling back layers like an onion one at a time to actually connect with the core of the fact that you are divine source, you're a spark of divine source. You know, you can trust that everything is unfolding in, in divine time. You can trust who you are, you can trust everything. But it's taken me, even though I was doing it unconsciously, it's taken me, you know, all this time of this deep inner work, consciously doing it to reconnect with that. Um, and now I'm just like, everything just, whatever, in divine time, you know, and especially, like I said, being a manifesto, there's so many, I'm deeply tied into collective energy and I realize now that, okay, there's something on my to-do list to do, but if it doesn't feel good to do it right then, I give myself full permission unless someone is, you know, dependent on me and I try and make as a few people dependent on me as possible for this reason <laughs> to move it. And I'm okay with that. I used to have so much kind of guilt and shame of like, you know, I should be able to get all of this done. You know, that wounded masculine yeah, energy of I trying to control <laughs> everything and yeah, it's like it, you know if you're here to be you know a channel and roll with it, all this energy that's going on all these different um waves of energy you know you can't you've got to trust ultimately you've Absolutely. got to trust that if it doesn't feel good to do that now it's because you're supposed to do it in a week's time when you feel like you want to do it and you're going to get the highest and best outcome doing it then and it's probably going to be quicker to do it yeah. so surrendering again yeah, your egoic need that so many times but it was also for me so hard to learn to surrender and release control because i've yeah. been in a very deep masculine as well 
But before I used to be like, this is my to-do list. This is what I have to do. I'm not standing from my desk until I finish everything. My partner will come. I, I have talked about this story so many times. Uh, my partner <laughs> will come. Do you want to go for a walk in the middle of uh, my working day? And I will be like, no, I have to do this. But my soul wanted to go for the work, but I wouldn't yeah. allow myself to do that. So I had to do a lot of work to be able to be more in the feminine and prioritize pleasure more than than the yeah. doing and the pushing. Uh, so I totally, I totally get, get that. And now when you can really surrender and when it comes to work, I have my to-do list, but now I just, and I teach this my, my clients and it's so powerful. Instead of having a schedule, like putting everything in your calendar, making yourself this program to do X, Y, Z every single day, just have a to-do list and feel what you want to do each day. Feel where your energy yeah. is going. And they all freak out because they all say, oh my God, I'm not going to complete anything, you know? I'm going to be like, I don't feel like doing anything. But that's not the case. When you start completing what you feel like doing and you move through the to-do list and you get things done, first, there is this power of the feminine energy that helps you to focus and get things done so much quicker. I don't know why. It's just an energetic thing. And then as yeah. you get things done in a way that feels good, you achieve so much more rather than just yeah. pushing and and making yourself do the thing no matter mm. what. So there is And so I think I'd also that. completely, completely agree. And I would also add to it as well that the energy that you're putting into what you're doing at the time is a higher vibration. Absolutely. So therefore the outcome is encoded with higher vibrations. Whereas if you Absolutely. come to something because you have to do it, you're you're just putting you're just pouring resistance into mm. it. So, you know, it's obviously you get the, the three you'd you know the 3d physical thing that comes out is pretty much always better quality but the energy encoded in it as well is higher so yeah i completely completely resonate with that and it just reminds me of when when heidi and i first started the business oh my word because i had that mass background and i was like the spreadsheet queen and i still do like a spreadsheet now and again but i think that I think my journey with spreadsheet shows my evolution from the wounded masculine to the to the divine feminine and divine masculine because obviously we still need that masculine energy. Yeah, but absolutely. honestly, if I could if I could pull out the spreadsheets that I used to create when we had the fish uh, the fashion brand, honestly, I'm exhausted just thinking about those things. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. So what the hell he was thinking? Because it was like I was he actually said to me like in the probably the first year he was like I'm literally in business with a robot you know it was just control 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 so yeah it's exhausting it's absolutely exhausting so I think that's also been quite funny to observe myself because all the things that used to give me that egoic kick of achievement don't I don't want to do them anymore I want to be that free peaceful manifester that flows that has loads of time to rest because in the rest is when I get the download of what I need to take action on so yeah I think it's it's like it's not hilarious it's it's challenging working through you know unpicking that wounded masculine and stepping into that divine feminine but we need it like the men the men need it as much as the women you know we live in a wounded world on both feminine and masculine so we need to step into yeah. our divine feminine and masculine yes. so and flow absolutely yeah i totally i totally agree but it's a hard thing to do because you need to trust releasing control is quite hard for many people because mm. feel 
in uncertainty and we are we don't feel safe in that space if we don't control yeah. things so it, it can be hard and it requires a lot of work but the outcome of stepping into that divine feminine uh is so yeah. so powerful and when it comes to manifestation as you say like the intention behind the energy behind it's going to be so much different so what you're going to create is going to be so much better as well yeah, I think the fear around the unknown has been something huge that I've had to work on, which is ultimately that trust in the universe, mm -hmm. divine source, creator, whatever you want to call it, God. Um, because if you truly believe and trust and know, embodied knowing, which my body does now know, that everything is unfolding in divine time and for your highest and best good, there's nothing to be mm -hmm. afraid of. But your ego just wants to... It's, it's terrified of that unknown. It's terrified because it knows the unknown is where it dies, essentially, you know, because mm -hmm. the ego is there. I mean, we don't ever want to get completely rid of it, but we need to manage our ego. And, you know, that those, those layers of identity, when we go outside of our comfort zone into the unknown, that layer gets removed. And our ego doesn't want that because it believes that we won't be safe, we'll die without that. And it's like, well, actually, no, you will soar and thrive beyond your wildest dreams because your soul is actually what's, you know, in charge here. But yeah, I totally. Yeah. And yeah, actually in the unknown where we can tap into the quantum and limitless possibilities, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to share a little bit more about the deep rooted subconscious limiting beliefs that we collectively hold that you have? find out through all your healing journey and your work as well as a healer. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think, how do I distill down 3000 of them into <laughs> some <laughs> cool ones? Um, and that, that, so what I'm doing with my healing activations is I'm focusing on uh, one topic at a time. So this first one I've decided is the most fundamental. So they're going to be called activate your divine X. So this first one is activate your divine energy which is very much basically connecting you back up with divine source, with mother earth, your multi-dimensional, your multi-dimensional beingness, you know, soul fragments, activating your unique divine energy frequency, because whilst we're all within, you know, we all exist connected within this, you know, giant web of energy. We are also also unique frequencies within that so it's like when you're in your own unique frequency that is when you completely ca can be and express your truth and who you came here to be so that's the kind of fundamental one and then beyond that i want to focus on boundaries so activating your divine boundaries then your divine feminine divine masculine so i was like which ones can i bring to you today <laughs> because there's so many i've got about 20 different topics that i've had to work on myself but i think some key ones are i think i've already kind of mentioned it that you know, we fear divine source energy. We actually collectively fear it because we fear that power and we actually fear ourselves being that powerful. So I think that's such a core, core one that I think people don't realize that they, they're choosing to disconnect from their energy because it's just kind of too much. You know, it's like, wow, can I really create my own reality am i really a co-creator am i really a spark of divine source do i really have the power to create universes and do i trust myself to do that because you know we're humans we've had many i truly believe in past lives you know a, a lot of the work um 
a lot of my personal subconscious limiting beliefs go back to past lives um, because there's four different levels of um, that you can identify with subconscious limiting beliefs. So one of them is this lifetime, but you've also got DNA that's um, passed down from your ancestors, so genetic. You've got collectively held beliefs, past life beliefs, which also parallelize because time doesn't exist, but that's another conversation. <laughs> and then you've got soul, uh, soul level beliefs. So there's a lot of different levels. And I can't remember where I was going with this. Oh yeah, so we've had many, many lifetimes and we're here on this like massive overarching soul mission. So we have been lower vibrational beings in previous lifetimes because that's what we're doing. We're, we're ideally upgrading in every lifetime. Mm -hmm. So we've got to overcome in each lifetime, I believe, the kind of the, the limiting beliefs of who we are that has happened in past lives, that's been passed down from our ancestors, what they've experienced, things that have happened in our own lives. So it's like, how do you, um, as a human, you know, how do you kind of like square the circle that you can create everything that you desire, but you've actually done some not very high vibe things. So therefore, can you trust yourself? So I think that's a huge one. That's like a fundamental one that trusting who we truly are, that we are sparks of creator and divine source and God, that we are that and that we can trust ourselves if we take radical responsibility for everything in our life, we understand that the universe and everything that's happening in our world is a mirror. We are able to see our darkness and our shadows and transmute that to light. We are able to create stuff that benefits everybody. So I'd say that's kind of a, a core one. And then um, boundaries, I'd say core ones are, we collectively believe that we are responsible for others. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we're only responsible for ourselves. So, and I think that's something that we need to work on is that, you know, it's so easy to kind of put someone else's needs and desires first, but if you're not filling your own cup, then you're no good to anybody. So that's a core one. Um, also feeling either superior or inferior. So mm -hmm. we all have those and sometimes mm -hmm. we have both. So that's another core one. And then I think when it comes to expressing your truth, if you resonate with me, then you're a light worker and a shadow worker. You know, you've been on this soul mission trying to express yourself many lifetimes and you've been killed. You've been persecuted, mm -hmm. you've been injured, you've had everything taken away from you, all your wealth, all your family, you know, all everything that you love has been taken away from you. So we have this collective belief that if we express ourselves and our truth and our spirituality, then we'll lose it all again. So there's fears of loss, fears of death, fears of rejection, um, you know, so many just, yeah, so many fears of just to be who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that is huge. And then I think other things as well that are different to beliefs are, I think we have so much, so much misunderstanding, like misunderstanding around, um, and this is what we work on in, in, um, in my healing activations is, rewiring your subconscious mind to understand creator's highest and best definitions, perspectives, understandings, meanings around things. You know, I think if your subconscious mind, um, which is held in your body, doesn't understand the definition or the meaning of divine feminine energy, how can you be in that energy, feel it and know what it looks like? If mm. it doesn't understand what divine masculine is, if it doesn't understand what joy is, it doesn't understand what pleasure is so i think as well as the beliefs we have to also understand that our perspectives 
that that we understand on a subconscious level collectively aren't necessarily the highest and best, most expanded understandings of these different things. So we have to rewire that as well. So I think there's lots of misunderstanding around all of this stuff. So hopefully that's kind of a, a few, but obviously... Yeah. Yeah, and I and I love the ones you picked because I was expecting something very different. <laughs> I know a lot of people talk about beliefs around money and all that stuff, which you probably also have. <laughs> um, Can I just say, money and sex are huge, yeah, huge, huge topics. So yeah, they're the obvious ones. You know, money yeah, is evil. But I love I love how you put it more towards power because it's so mm. true, and I so believe that that. Mm we have so many stigmas and myths around what being in your power means and fears around and beliefs, as you said as well, around being in your power. And a lot of them are completely subconscious. You yeah. you won't think someone is going to say, I fear being in my power, you know, because we all want to be our highest expression, right? But there are we all... We think we do, <laughs> but subconsciously it's not yeah, worth the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we can just look at look back at um, society, right? The, the patriarchy we have li been living in in the last centuries, where power has been used to manipulate, to control. So there is no doubt that we're going to fear power because now we are moving into this new conscious era, this new 5D world. Um, we're moving away of that fear, that control, that... So we don't want that, but that's the power we have been shown for centuries. So it's not just in this yeah. lifetime that we have seen it, it's probably we have lived it in past lives, our... Uh, ancestors have lived all of that as well there's been wars there's been so much harm in the world around power all to get more yeah. money to get more power to control other people to get more <laughs> yeah to get more everything is about getting more right it's been about getting more absolutely so now that we're fearing the power because it's, it has had such a negative meaning to have mm -hmm. power that oh. that's a big part of how we yeah. fear it but there are so many layers to that as you said as women i really believe that killing what people are calling the witch wound <laughs> is yeah. very important because we were killed because of using our intuition of using mm -hmm. our psychic abilities so then we reclaim power by trying to be like men and yeah. competing with this masculine world but because we didn't even know how to use that power and what our essence was and how to connect with, with mm. that even. Yeah. Later. And that's why I want to, you know, these, I want to do a specific healing activation around divine feminine and then one around divine masculine, because there's so many layers around this. And, you know, um, I didn't actually get onto the specific belief because I was talking about the misunderstanding, but, you know, we do collectively believe that divine feminine energy and power is dangerous. We believe that. And we also believe that masculine energy and power is dangerous. It's dangerous, yeah. Because we've got them switched the wrong way around. And it's so it's like that's what I mean. It's about we have to we have to download and train and teach our subconscious minds that actually divine feminine power is, you know, it's the power to create, transform, birth new life. And then masculine energy is 
you know, obviously the wounded masculine energy and power is dangerous, sure, but we collectively believe that masculine full stop is dangerous, but it's not. So we have to, again, train ourselves and subconscious minds to feel safe, that to allow divine masculine energy and to understand what the difference is between divine masculine and wounded masculine. So there's a lot of rewiring those meanings and understandings so that we can then reclaim that power. And um, yeah, I completely agree that over those lifetimes, it's it's gotten so confused and we need to be able to, you know, pick out what serves us and then clear, release, heal, send the rest of the light. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do believe, and I'm actually reading a book uh, that's called, it's in Spanish, I'm not sure if, it, if she has the translation to English, but it's called um, The New World in the 5D. And... Yeah, it's really cool. And it's all about the things that we are we are talking about. Um, but yeah, she talks in the book about how we are shifting now and like the whole collective and the earth is raising vibra vibration. Um, but I believe going back to what you to what you are saying about the divine masculine and feminine and how uh, we have been in the unhealthy side of them or the low frequency of both of them. And it's because humanity has been moving from a place of fear instead of love and i believe yeah. we are starting to shift that and there is no way people fear the masculine and the feminine but there is no way anything can be bad quote unquote or negative or harmful if you are moving from a place of love right instead of fear yeah. everything has been as it has been because everything has been done from a place of fear but the divine masculine and divine feminine move from a place of love. And there is nothing but that can be created from that place. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, I was going to say something, but it's gone from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, yes. Yeah, so would you like to talk from your perspective about the new paradigm of leadership and soul aligned impact? So now that we... With yeah, this so focus for entrepreneurs, so we can talk about the leadership in this new paradigm. That is actually leadership. brilliant because that is actually what I wanted to say. <laughs> it ties it ties into that. So, um, yeah. So I think another reason that we we fear that power is because, you know, not every, and this is the thing that I've had to, you know, kind of um, work on and come to realize is, okay, I I know that I'm here to be wealthy, impactful influential you know i know all of that because i'm designed to do that that's my human design um and that is coming from a place of soul so i'm a five one in human design so i know that i'm here to stand on stage with a megaphone yeah. um <laughs> and blast it out so it's an influential energy but i've had to do a lot of work around that because it's you know in the beginning when i was first you know like wanting to express myself there was a lot of ego in that there was a lot so it's like, well, I want to stand on stage. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, actually, if you're coming from a place of service, because this is who you're here to be, that's a very different energy to just wanting to be in the limelight and grabbing it. So I think, again, my own personal journey with power, it's realizing that if I am here to be influential and wealthy because it serves the collective, then that's, you know, that's okay. You know, that is good for me to step into that power. But it's been a journey because when I think about the kind of current world paradigm of who has the power and who has the wealth, 
that's the last thing that I want to be is to be, you know, someone who hoards wealth, who has those low vibrations. So that's something I've had to work on myself is that I'm safe to claim the power to be visible, to be influential, impactful, wealthy, because I know that I'm going to use it for the betterment of everybody. But then again, that comes back to that trust and safety in myself, because I think in past lives, I probably haven't made the right decision. I think I've had to do so much um, healing and forgiveness around, you know, in the past, I think I have had influence in past lives and I've got into bed, quote unquote, with the people that have actually created more darkness and that that has terrified me you know so i've had to work through my own layers around claiming that power and knowing that i will do good with it i will be spreading spreading the wealth but then also to say on top of that as well that not everyone is here to stand on megaphones and you know yeah, on stages <laughs> yeah and you know and also again going back to that superiority inferiority of your ego it's you know i've had to work through those layers of like oh well if i'm des designed to talk to more people then therefore i'm more worthy you know that's just your ego who's feeling superior so again working through all of those layers and coming to peace with the fact that your design is who you're designed to be because it serves the world and that doesn't have to be the physical world of standing on stage talking to thousands it can be just your family it can just be just your community it can you know everything is equally worthy who you are and who you're meant to be or who you came here to be and your energy and the way it's designed is perfect and you will find the most fulfillment and joy living in alignment with that but we've got to also peel back all those layers of the wounded masculine that says unless you're uber wealthy unless you're uber influential unless you've got all of these followers you're not worthy that's complete mm. shit you are worthy if you are in alignment living your most authentic life happy peaceful free abundant joyous and whoever you come into contact with when you're just you know out in the local shop you're spreading that joy that is worthy in and of itself so i think there's i've had to go through lots of egoic layers of am i do i trust myself to be in this power again am i doing it for the right reason so there's been lots of lots of layers but i feel like i'm finally ready and i'm doing it for the right reason so and that's all i can that's all i can do i'm in alignment sharing my truth and, and I, not fearing i'm going to be killed <laughs> which is good i love that i love that because that's um Part of the work that I do with my clients is really recognizing recognizing the ego and the soul, especially mm. when I work with uh, projectors because their sign of being in alignment is success. And yeah. a lot of people have ego version of success <laughs> or what success means, yes. which is all about the achievements, the big house, the money, the clients, the successful business, according to what society says is successful. But... I believe this um, new, as you call it, soul aligned impact and new paradigm of leadership is really tapping into your soul and that service, right? That, yeah. that divine mission and detaching from the ego as much as as you can. You put the example of the of the speaking on a stage, but yeah, when I work with my clients, it's all about like what 
does success truly mean to you? Because your soul doesn't desire, your soul doesn't understand time, doesn't understand money. Yeah. Those are 3D things. So what does your soul really want? Why are you creating this? Why are you using these strategies? Why do you want this business model? And what's truly important to you? Because when you start looking at that, you realize that a lot of the things that you're looking to get and building things around is not really what what your soul desires. Yeah, I think that's so true. And also it comes back to that whole not understanding what success means. You know, we've been programmed with success on a subconscious level means the wealth, the money, the followers, the influence. But like you said, it's individual, it's unique. So it's what feels successful for you, particularly as a projector. I mean, my best friend's a projector and she had the most incredible wisdom there is. But Mm -hmm. she's probably not going to be getting on a stage with a microphone anytime soon. But if I want some like proper mic drop moments, I go to her. And that is, you know, I think she feels super successful when, you know, she imparts her wisdom because I've invited her wisdom in and it's, it's life changing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that we each have our own unique role to play. And I truly believe we're unique jigsaw piece puzzles that when we're in alignment, we fit together in the most magical way and it's about you know dusting off your (laughs) dusting off your jigsaw piece puzzle removing all the layers and just you know plugging yourself in to those who you are designed to impact on a global or a local or a family and friends scale it doesn't matter um that will feel successful to you or peaceful or satisfying, depending yeah. on your human design. Absolutely. And that's the, the beauty of the thing, right? And when you work with human design, human design is sometimes called the science of differentiation. So we are all one, but at the same time, we are all unique and things yeah. are going to be different. And how you are meant to make that impact at a soul level is going to be complete, completely different from someone else. There are people here like Tony Robbins uh, made to have a design to have a big authority and big impact millions of people at the same time. But someone else might be just here to impact their friends and family, as you said, and that's totally perfect. We don't have to be like anyone else. Exactly. And I always... Our uniqueness. One million percent. And I always use the analogy that someone, someone helps Tony Robbins on the way to his success. How Mm. influential is that person who helped Tony Robbins, you know? It has a knock-on effect, it really does. So yes, you you know, maybe they were someone who, you know, only impacted a close number of people, but one of those people was Tony Robbins, you know? And he's gone on to impact. So it's it's about the knock-on effects and realizing, like you said, we're we're part of the whole. What we do matters so much more than we realize that you know tsunami and ripple of energy that goes out because isn't it like we're only six degrees separation away from the entire world so it's like Mm. you just play your part in alignment and that will completely change the world even if you're not talking to the world and they're not visibly you know in the 3d hearing you or knowing who you are your energy is speaking throughout the quantum yeah there is another theory theory that it says that you just need to connect four people to connect with anyone in the world so if you know someone that knows someone that knows someone it just requires four people to connect with anyone in the world 
So we are more connected. Six, but if it's four, that's brilliant. Even we are better. <laughs> more connected than, than, than we think. And I was actually having a conversation with one of my clients yesterday in our call. Um, and she was saying, because I have her with things that she also does. She's also a healer and he- healing is part of my work. Um, and then she was like, I do this with my clients, but then I go through the th- thing myself and I need help with that. And it's, we are all here to help each other. I help someone, you help someone who helps someone. And yeah. that's how we we create that ripple effect and, and then that change in the, in the collective. We all play a, a part in in the whole game of this collective change that that is happening so a lot of people might feel um i'm not powerful enough or like what i have to say doesn't matter and who i'm gonna help especially for people who are starting in this industry they might have Mm -hmm. this um these thoughts but it's all important because there is always going to be people under you who are going to need your help and and so and so on yeah, I love that. We've got to express ourselves. Even yeah. if we don't feel like we have anything of worth to say, we do. You know, even when we're not speaking, our energy is speaking. And, you know, being just being around other people, it changes the world. So. Yes, it does. Uh, would you like to share any personal advice or notes with our listeners? I would say that from doing this deep inner work, um, I would say that the number one thing is that whenever you are triggered in life by a person, you know, a partner, a situation, well, okay, let's talk about people. So a relationship, whenever you are triggered, whatever your ego is saying to you in that moment, which is, you know, they, they're judging me, they're shaming me, they're making me feel guilty, um, you know, they're, they're rejecting me, they're resenting me. Stop and swap the word he, she, or they for the word I, because the world is a mirror. So when you say he's judging me, actually I'm judging myself. And that is literally probably the nuts and bolts of everything that I've done when it comes to shadow work is realizing that everything that's going on around you, the people, the situations, the circumstances, everything is a mirror for what you are rejecting and abandoning and pushing into the shadows that you need to embrace and love and accept. Because when we do that, then we can step into that 5D energy of unity because we're in a 3D world of separation and judgment and blame so whenever you are projecting that onto someone else saying they're not judging me or they're not validating me they're not loving me they're not accepting me they're not trusting me they're not forgiving me always change it back to i'm not trusting myself i'm not forgiving myself i'm not accepting myself i'm not loving myself because they are literally just fragments they are showing up in your world to show you the aspects that you are not accepting and loving within yourself Self. Mm-hmm. so that i think is probably the the kind of like number one nugget that i take full 100 radical responsibility for everything in my life and if something's pissing me off i look at in i take the mirror and go okay what am i doing like what am i rejecting what am i not loving what am i not accepting and embracing that because we can't reach 5d unity consciousness if we still have shadows that we're rejecting and pushing away 
And then with that as well, it's okay, this situation has happened. What is it that I need to heal? And how can I reframe this so that it means something that is positive? And it's not positive thinking is slightly different. I'm talking about positive meaning. So going, actually, this is serving me. This showed up because it's a gift. Because I can now see, A, I can identify the limiting belief by seeing it as a mirror and going, what is it that I'm rejecting? So seeing, so I can then heal it, shift it, but also I can bring in that highest and best meaning so that it's serving me. So I can build that deep trust within myself that everything is unfolding and that everything is perfectly designed as it is. Where I am right now is perfect. I trust the universe, I trust myself because there is always a deeper meaning as to why something is happening that's serving you. It's happening for you, not to you. So that is kind of like the nugget of what I would say is radical responsibility and not victim, which I has taken that. me many years, many years to get over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. You can 100% not move into the 5D from a place of, of victimism. Yeah, that doesn't belong to to that <laughs> to that exactly it's not schedule. love it's not love yeah. is it you know if we're rejecting if we're pushing things away because we fear it because we don't trust it because you know it's it's a threat to our ego that's not 5d so yeah seeing every external trigger as a gift to transmute and to and for you to expand basically and raise your consciousness um, so, you know, I've gone from being someone who is very manifest, I call it manny angry. I was very much in my not self theme for those five mm -hmm. years growing a business. I was angry all the time. I didn't trust myself. I was just stressed, like, you know, holding on to my spreadsheets of control for fear of what would happen. And now I'm like, I'm free. I'm peaceful. I'm abundant. I'm joyous. Every day is like, you know, I get to do what makes me feel good in the moment, you know? So it's, and that's the energy of love. And it's, you know, I don't people please anymore because I know that, you know, whatever I'm being called to do is in the highest and best good of everybody. So, you know, and if that means I can't do something for whatever reason, I trust that the person on the other end who I might have to reschedule something with, if possible, will also understand that, you know, mm. obviously we all have boundaries, but again, I guess it comes back to informing as a manifester. So, you know, but it's just about being in that energy of, of peace and freedom and expansion. And that's 5D, you know, that abundance and deep embodied knowing that everything is unfolding in perfect divine time. So, yeah. Oh my God, loving this conversation. I could talk <laughs> about the 5D and the new paradigms and the masculine and feminine forever. Just before we Me finish, too. I would love to ask you the powerful, wild and magical question. What is something that you are absolutely in love with right now that is lighting your soul up? So I would say, finally, divine time for me to get out there and be visible, express my truth, stand on my soapbox as my five line and obviously know when it's time to retreat as the one line, the five one is very much, you know, social being, but also can needs to be antisocial for half the time as well. But it's about, I'm so excited to share my truth through optimizing my content, which I'm working on at the moment so that it serves in the highest and best way. And just literally being visible, trusting and knowing that now is the divine time. I also, you know, I've been doing this deep inner work for three years, pretty much behind closed doors. And 
I've really come to realize that now is there's a bigger, you know, there's a bigger thing unfolding. Now is the divine time for me to step up. And I trust that. And it, before would have been too early. Later would have been too late. It's now. So it's about getting my message out there and sharing from my heart and trusting that whatever else unfolds, it's going to be epic. And I'm here for it. Whatever happens, I'm here for it. There is nothing more magical than doing things at the right time, right? Yeah. Trusting that divine timing, because a lot of times we try to push and for things before mm. is the time of, or we are ready or things are ready because a lot of times you might be ready, but maybe the people you are here to help is not ready yet. So yeah, yeah. It's so important I have the gate 52, the mountain in the roots. I have an undefined route, but I have the 52. Um, and I think, yeah, I trust that deeply. So, you know, in the past, my ego would have been like, I want, I want to launch it now, now, now. And it's like, well, actually the people who I'm supposed to impact, like exactly what you just said, they aren't ready for it yet. So mm. everything is unfolding. And I think that's just amazing. Now I just get to express myself freely and that feels amazing. So yeah, so I'm working on showing up more. I'm going to start a podcast very soon, which is something I've wanted to do for three years, but it wasn't the divine time. So yeah, content, podcast, mm -hmm. sharing my spiritual gifts, being who I came here to be for whoever resonates. I love that. Uh, where can people find you? And if you want to share anything about the things you are working on or the offers that you have? Yeah. So uh, Instagram is the main place that I'm on social. So that is um, House of Guilt, which is G I L T dot co. So House of Guilt dot co. Um, and just a word on that. So guilt means gold plated. So it's about alchemizing your guilt, G U I L T, to guilt, the gold. So you can be the the goldest, best, badass version of yourself. So that's that's the name behind the brand. Uh, so houseofguilt.co and then the website is www.houseofguilt.co. And then my offerings um, are on there. So the first one, Activate Your Divine Energy, is available now. And then I'll be dropping in the others in divine time. So Activate Your Divine Boundaries, Divine Feminine, Divine Masculine. I've, honestly, I've got about 20 of these that I'm going to be rolling out. Um, and there's a community aspect that's coming. I've got so many plans, but you know, one thing in one thing at a divine time. Is that the right? One thing at a time, one thing in divine time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna leave all the details in the description of the show so people can can connect with you. And I'm hundred percent gonna keep following you too for all this stuff. I love your work and oh, and your you, energy. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing all your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Nadia. It's been an absolute joy, a pleasure, and I can't wait to see what you do in the world. I'll be cheering you along every step of the way. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, follow the podcast, share this episode, tag me and Lisa, and share your thoughts and breakthroughs with us. I would love to connect with you. Follow me on Instagram, where you can find more of what I do and chat with me on the DMs. And I'm also very excited to invite you to join my free community. This is a sacred space and sisterhood to help you step into your full feminine power and magnetism through masculine and feminine energetics, human design and aligned strategy so you can create the life and business of your wildest dreams. You can find the link to join in the description of this episode. Thanks for being here with me today. I will see you in the next episode. Powerful, wild and magical being.